Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nightmares and Cold Ones, a podcast dedicated to watching spooky movies. And yes, you guessed it, drinking cold beers. I'm your host, John, and today I'm joined by my trusty co-host, Kevin, Captain Boomerang Ronan. What's up, dog? Yo, yo, yo. Fuck you. I'm going to run that Captain Boomerang thing into the fucking ground. I hope you're ready for that. That's fine. I'm going to run you into the ground. Ooh, I like it. So, audience, I know what you're thinking. We almost sound legit because... (laughs) We have music at the beginning of our podcast now. That's a new one, yeah. We just started with that. That is, uh, that's a song composed by our buddy Brendan Kevin Quinn, Ronan. not not Kevin Ronan. <laughs> His name is Brendan Quinn. Uh, he's old buddy going back, uh, fucking forever. Yeah, our whole life. Our whole life. He's in an awesome band called The, based in Lancaster. Really? When did that? The happen? band is called The. Oh, that's been for, that's been forever. Shit, I did so th- not know that. The band does like rock stuff and. Uh, it's not synthy stuff like this. The synth stuff rules, but it's uh, kind of killersy type rock okay. shit like that. Brennan has pipes. He's good at guitar. Brennan is good at everything that he does, which always annoyed me as a child because <laughs> why are you so awesome? Yeah, no, it was one of those things. Like fuck, dude. Like <laughs> he, oh, you're my new best friend. Now I, I look good just by proxy. At one point, I got really good at hockey. I was like one of the better ones in our group, and then uh, fucking Brennan showed up and just was way better than me. Never got over it, so fuck you, Brendan, but thank you for the awesome song. We Thanks, might we, we might get him to do more stuff. Um, he did compose another song. It's just a little longer. I don't know how. We'd have to kind of break it up, I think, or maybe use I it. Think, I, honestly, I think that one's perfect. It's not too long. It's, you know, I was kind of worried about it being a little longer, but I like it's a good little length to it. It's good shit. Yeah. And uh, check out Brendan's band. Uh, we're, we'll link it on our social media pages or shit like that. So, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Social media. There's so much work. I did. I, I started. You're the social Inst- media manager, I dog. I started that Instagram, and I immediately regretted it. I was like, "Holy shit! I got to switch back and forth." I legit. I thought about it. I was going to hire Ashley to do it, but I was like, I, "Fuck! She's got school. She's that's busy." That's like, why I'm getting Chris, uh, producer Christina to make our website. It does follow you. You didn't. Well, I just did suggested people. Don't no puns. It's no, too early no puns. Too early for puns. Or too late for puns. Uh, so all right. So we got, we got, uh, we got Ashley and Christina on it today. You know, so. producers, producers, producers. Ashley and Christina are here. So now we'll Ashley get, was nice enough to bring Girl Scout cookies, which I haven't broken into yet, but it no, could happen at some point. Like, oh, they're going to be gone by the time this podcast <laughs> over. All right. Well, this this week's movie was picked by producer Christina. It hey, is. Hey, hey. All right, I right, say hey, hey. <laughs> Off mic. <laughs> uh, it is. It follows the 2014 movie directed by David Robert Mitchell. Um, it's not a heavy plot. It uh, the movie follows a girl that has sex with a guy, and a fucking evil entity follows her. Um, like every teen movie ever made, like every teen movie. It's kind of like the embodiment of the scream rule: don't have sex or you'll die. It's like the actual rule coming. Yeah, it's to, a legitimate, yeah. you know, thing in this movie. Yeah. So. I think uh, one of I think the movie starts off really fucking strong because it starts off with a girl that we we don't know her name. She kind of runs out of her house. I'm under the assumption that she was the one who passed it on to Hugh, the 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 boyfriend. No, she couldn't have passed it on because she or not passed. I'm sorry. Hugh had sex with Hugh her. Hugh passed it on to yeah. her, and then she was killed, and that's why he came back after Hugh. That's my assumption on it. They don't obviously they don't touch on it for whatever reason because. You know, nobody likes answers nowadays. The, the movie doesn't piece things together perfectly, but I kind of like that. There's like 
almost a dream logic to the movie a little bit. Yeah. Um, but great opening scene where we're almost in the point of view of the people that don't know what the fuck is going on. We, we are the people who don't know we, what's going we are, on at that point. But, but that as the movie goes on, we see what's happening. But this, Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. So we in the, the beginning of the movie, we don't see it. We don't see what's following this girl who's just ran out of her house in heels, which is a fucking crazy proposition. You, she literally just got done bumping. <laughs> like she was in silk uh, pajamas and heels and heels. Yeah, like she was definitely doing a little, uh, you know, dance dance. And so, someone on the streets concerned. They're like, "Hey, what's? Are you okay?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah I'm fine." Just, just like person. shrug, shrugging it off. You all right? Also, the dad comes out and he's like, "I forget her name, like Stacy or something." Are you okay? What's? What are you doing? She's like, "I'm fine, dad." No, and she actually, you know what? It was um, it was Annie. Annie. Because okay. I remember thinking, I'm like, "Damn." This movie Halloween reference screams movie. Halloween. Yeah, and they have the girl named Annie in the very beginning of it. Good, good shit. But uh, so yeah, like I said, we don't see the monster, but we see her running about, like running in a weird circle. She goes into her house, and then she comes back out and gets the keys to the yeah. car, drives off, and then she kind of finds herself at a beach. And she kind of gives up. Yeah, she, she just gives in. She's like, I'm tired of running. She comes to the realization. She's, she, she tells she's her fucked. dad, I'm she's sorry fucked, for yeah. being such a shit to you. I don't know why I do that. And See, this, I bet you this movie is a prequel to fucking Teen Mom 3. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> and then you, uh, it cuts to her dead body with her like ankle. It wasn't her ankle, dude. It was or from her, the knee. For, from her knee, her like a 90-degree angle. lower leg was snapped back. And then I think yeah. you get the It Follows card. But such a great setup because you don't see what's ha- You don't see the monster. You get the awesome music by Disaster Piece, which is um, a synthy type uh, music artist who uh, we watched a feature at. He does uh, scores for like video games he and started, shit like that. Yeah, he said he started off doing video games and then like, slowly progressed into movies and shit like that. Yeah, it's like John Carpenter, um, Tangerine Dream shit. You could tell he was strongly influenced by Carpenter. Yeah. Strongly influenced. Now, <clears throat> I'll be honest, I'm not the... I don't want to say I dislike it, but I'm, I, I'm very hit or miss on the score for this movie. I fucking love Some, this music. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. I'm a shithead. I know, I get it. So I'm going to be really annoying this episode because the whole time I'm going to be like, this fucking rules. So I'm, <laughs> yeah, you love this movie. I love this movie he, so much. He loves it. Um, a lot of times, this was one of those movies that came out a few years ago where people were like, this is one of the best horror movies to come out in the past 10 years. And usually when I hear that, it's like, ah, fuck. Yeah. It, you're kind of setting me up to, like, I'll probably like it, but it's not going to, reach those expectations. Yeah, when there's high expectations thrown around movie, I immediately go with low expectations. For this one, it fucking hit the high expectations. Yeah, I, movie, I think this movie rules. This one took me one or two, like a couple yeah. times. This is literally probably only my, like maybe my third, fourth time watching this movie. It, and it's, it, now that I've seen it this you know, a couple times, it is a great movie and it's one of those, you know, the more you watch it, the more you catch on it and things like that. But the first time I watched it, I was just like, eh. I think the ending, which we'll get to, kind of leaves people a little like, eh, I don't ending, know, not as... I, I don't like those kind of endings. I think, um, I, don't. I think at the time, Quentin Tarantino said this movie was great up until the ending, which kind of bummed out the director. Really? 
and the director kind of shot back a little bit, and then he was like, "Actually, Quentin, you rule." But yeah, because he realized it's fucking Quentin Tarantino. You know what? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but that, I think that was a common criticism. Like people thought, "Oh yeah, the first uh, hour and twenty minutes of rule, the last ten, yeah." Um, I don't know. The ending works for me. We'll we'll get to it. Um, but yeah, just want to talk about the that score real quick. I know it doesn't work for you all the way. I think it's like a perfect. I, it, it's perfect for the movie. It fits for the movie. It fits for you know the the time frame that it's set in and the 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 atmosphere of the movie. It fits. It's just it's very. I don't know. I think you can. I think you could definitely overdo synth music, and I feel like this movie overdid synth music. And there was definitely parts where there was a lot of reverb that they turned all the way up to give you that like. It kind of put it's you like on edge. Feel. Sense of like urgency. Yeah. Like and hectic. Like and I'm shit. like, yeah. sometimes, there are there's sometimes just like, eh, like it's kind of annoying me right now. But Too much. I mean, it's not a bad score, don't get me wrong. It's just, I think, you know, it's just the whole, you, the whole thing feels like a video game because it's all video game music. Maybe I'm annoying this. So I, I like uh, to do writing projects on the side. This is the shit that I listen to while I'm writing. Do you really? Maybe that's why all my writing is shit because it's just like video game yeah. music. <laughs> But I feel like I'm I, reading Zelda right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you! <laughs> I, I listen to listen. Disaster Piece and the Stranger Things guys. Uh, I forget their... Stranger their Things. I am so over Stranger Things. Oh, fuck off. It's fucking overrated things. All right. The this first is, season this, was cool. The this is, is going to be my Captain Boomerang moment, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm right there with John. Uh, fuck you, Renan. Yeah. Let me kick him out. What do you kick me out? I am the talent. Get out. <laughs> Oh my God! Ronan has been strutting around the place all day, saying he's the talent. Yep, I have my fucking my and peacock his, feathers, you know, sprawled out. He's like, in a robe right now, just in his boxers. It's ooh, really weird. Can I get a robe? We can get a robe. Can People I have my name on the back of it too? We could. We could. Yeah. Can, can you put? I want. Yeah. What'd you say? We can. Revovavel. Yes. Revovavel. Boomerang. Revovavel. Jesus. That's my middle name. Revovavel. So, like, here's the thing. I forget what we were talking about. What got us into the talk about me? So, awesome. so we we were talking about. Uh, I was I was talking about how this movie met my expectations. You, I, I think you were saying that at first you weren't so hot on it. And yeah, then, my first my first go around with it, I was like, eh, it's okay. And yeah. this thing happens with. So I I really liked it when I first saw it. Every time I watch it, I like it a little bit more because mm-hmm. I noticed some more shit that I didn't catch on before. Um, and well. We'll dig into that a little bit. Um, but I guess to jump back into the movie a little bit, we see our protagonist, uh, Jay, who goes, or J- Jamie, but or she goes, she goes by, by Jay the whole movie. She, yeah. she goes in her pool for a swim. Pool is like a weird symbol. That you know, comes back. you see, I like that scene because that scene. But, all right. So the thing about this movie is this is one of those movies where so many people could take it in so many ways. This this sim, sim Symbol, symbolic, symbolism, symbology, sim, yeah, symbology. Sim, <laughs> so you could that's per, a boondocks hand. You, you could come out kids. with so many different ideas to what this movie kind of represents in the beginning when she's in the pool and she's looking up and everything. Like, to me, like it's a very calm before the storm moment, uh, you know. And it, and it god bless the hell out of you. I can't work like this, so. <laughs> No, that's a good call. Yeah, it's very like serene. The yes, music there is like, like calm. She's looking up at the sky. Just everything's normal. Her life there's like is some perfect right there's now. There's some pervy kids that are like yeah, kind of catch exactly. a look at like, some, yeah. and then she, some business. Know, but then what really, if you know, and that's 
<clears throat> part of the whole really looking into it is, you know, that once you put, it, she starts to look at the squirrel running across the power line, and then she looks down and she can see the bu- the bug crawling on her arm, and then she puts her arm underwater to intentionally kill the bug. Yeah, so it's like, bug. it's kind of that, like, even though that someone looks innocent, someone looks great, they still have that part of them that's fucked up and can do things like that. You know what I mean? So it's like a very... That just that quick five minutes beginning of the movie is a really cool, some you know way. I hate saying symbolic so much. It's whatever, just as to her as a person and how her life is at that very moment. You know. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I. Would we call that foreshadowing? A little bit. Okay. Well, some foreshadowing there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Jay's kind of excited because she's going on a date with a a new guy she met. His. Yeah. His name is Hugh. <clears throat> it's a gay fucking name, by the way. If you're a follower and your name's Hugh, sorry. Hey, Hugh, Hefner, sorry. Hugh Hefner, dude. Hugh Hefner. Yeah, but look at him. Hugh Grant? He is dead, I know. And Hugh Grant is... Hugh Grant has the teeth of a champion. I'll tell you that. Hugh Grant? He's okay. He can be a little whiny sometimes. Love Actually, I don't like Love Actually. Love Actually uh, doesn't work for me. But it is, I like it because yeah. you like it, but I, I'm not like... Not, not enough uh, kills in that movie. What? Do you want to talk? Here, go ahead. Say you love horror movies. I, I mean, I do, but like that seems unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like put me on the spot here. So, not a fan of the name Hugh. We got that. <laughs> but, so Jay's excited to go out with Hugh. Her sister, Lily, is like, oh, we're going to go watch a movie. You want to hang out? And Jay goes inside uh, her, their weird friend Paul, who obviously is in the friend zone. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's hard friend zone. Hard friend zone. You get the feeling that Paul kind of only hangs out to just like catch glimpses of. Uh, he's he's just waiting for that moment where yeah. he can you know slip in many different things and, and holes. I like this. I, I kind of like this introduction because you get the weird. We don't know what <laughs> what year this movie takes place in. There's old TVs. But then um, one of the friends, uh, Zara is her name? Yara. 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 She has like a seashell-like tablet thing that she's reading a book on, but they're watching old-timey movies on like boxy fucking TVs. I think, I want to say it's got to be late 80s. I kind of just like this, it could be like a weird combination of like old technology surviving. Like it's just so, so fucking weird. And the way this movie is shot, it's, it was filmed in Detroit. And I think Detroit's kind of on the upswing now, but that's a city that went through like some hard fucking times, like economically and all that good shit. The city looks haunted the way they film it. It, it is, and but it's a very good. They did good job with the setting and atmosphere. Of yeah, the, the it's neighborhood. great, and the music helps with that so much. But the the way they they film things, there's so much fucking shadow. When they're driving through the the poor areas later on, you get um get a good picture of. Kind of not how the city's not in great shape. But no, it's, uh, it's a bit of in shambles. But, I mean, yeah, you could tell. And when they, and, you know, when there's, you know, at the one point when they go to the kid's house, you could definitely tell. I'm pretty sure that's, that's you know, Flint that they go to. Like, I think that's where yeah, lives, yeah. is Flint. Oh, that, that reminded me. So, every episode I'm going to bring up Stephen King probably. Um, so, in It, funny enough, It follows. But in the book It. Mike Hanlon, the librarian, he's, he kind of keeps a journal. Okay. And in the journal, he kind of proposes the idea. He's like, we've all heard of haunted houses, but 
can a whole city be haunted? Ooh. And that like that hit me in this movie. That is a cool idea. Yeah. Like this, it, it it seems like this whole fucking city is haunted because like it's this, like it's like it's stuck in a de- in in a depression. Yeah, you know, it's I mean? in a like, weird depression where time is fucked up. Like there's future and past technology right, coinciding. Yeah, yeah, there's this weird entity that fucking murders people for having Meanwhile, sex. Meanwhile, outside of their their village. You know, it's not even a neighborhood, it's a village. Yeah. Like, you know, there's flying cars and shit. <laughs> but it does, it, they, ha- they did a good job making the, the, the neighborhood and it, just everything feel very depressing. And everything feels down. Like, like a, she's swimming so many times in that movie and I literally sat there and I, at one point and I said, like, it, it looks like it's entirely too cold for her to be swimming. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it, the town, the neighborhood looks depressing. Yeah. And so they did, they did they'll, a good they'll, job with that. They'll sprinkle like some sunshine every now and then, but not much. Yeah, not too much. So uh Jay meets her guy, great dude, uh Hugh. Hugh. They they're like going to go to a weird movie theater. Yeah, was that a movie theater or was it a play? Or a, it might have been a play. I think it was a play. Like there was a curtain. But uh yeah, I, yeah. Movies, it's a it's a theater at least. A theater. They're seeing some kind of show. Jay wants to play this game where <laughs> <laughs> Jay wants to play this game where she's like, "All right, let's play a game where I try to find out what kind of person you would want to be in the crowd. Like, who would you want to switch lives with?" And um, eventually, Hugh lets her know that he would have wanted to be this little boy with his parents. Whoa! Because now the idea is he's like, oh, weird. "That kid has his whole life ahead of him, and I'm like a 21 year old." And she's like, "Yeah, you're not that old. Like, you have." By the way, that motherfucker's at least twenty eight. Yeah, that well, straight. that's that's movies with like his fucking yeah. you know advertisement style shaped beard and shit. But the like, way he's all good looking and built and like oh yeah, he, his muscles. He's a good looking dude. But I think I think that I think that was a really good scene though, where you get the, you think there you get something's off about this guy a little bit, where he's like, okay, yeah. his life isn't perfect. He looks like he looked well put together at first, but he kind of wants he kind of wants a different life. Um, so now it's Jay's, now it's Jay's turn to, uh, pick, to, you know, switch lives with someone else. And, uh, Hugh looks in the back and he's like, oh, do you want to be that woman in the yellow dress or something? And Jay's like, what the fuck are you talking about, dog? I don't see a woman in a yellow dress. Mm -hmm. And this is where Hugh starts to act pretty weird. Yep. Like, what should it, we got to get out of here? We got to get the fuck out. I have a tummy ache. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he said tummy ache, but my tummy hurts. So Jay's like, "All right, this is weird. Okay, but let's let's leave." They like, yeah, right? <laughs> they they book it and then they go to like a diner to hang out. Yeah, what's them. weird is like they go. All right, so he's all freaked out. He's like, "No, I just I I felt sick. I had to get out of there." And meanwhile, she's like, "Would you see an ex girlfriend? Whatever the case." Which be. he's acting all weird, and then they go to this diner, and all of a sudden he's fucking fine, and they're laughing and shit. And it's like. You're just going to completely bypass this red flag, girl? Good. What the fuck's going on here? And this movie does something so great, which only gets better upon rewatches. It kind of uh, it kind of focuses on someone walking towards the restaurant. Yep. And you you kind of like, okay, is this is this it or is it just a regular person? Right. Yeah. And there's so many times where that comes back into play. See, that that's the awesome thing about this movie is it, you know, and I think I don't know whether it was on purpose or not, but this movie definitely plays on people's paranoia. Oh, paranoia! You is... know, paranoia is absolutely the premise of this movie, and it's just because it, it it is. It's like if you know it, whatever you know, it is following you. It's 
it never stops. So you're constantly looking behind you. You're like, it's no matter what, you're always on edge. So it's, it's the same. Like, it's somebody who lives with, you know, extreme paranoia, you know, and it, it almost kind of helps put yourself into their head because nobody else could see what they see, but they see it, you know? So it, it's kind of, it, it plays on that and it kind of, it really does do a good job of putting yourself into that person's head that you see on the street who has extreme paranoia because of their mental mental illness. Words words are tough. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not, John. I'm but just an ass. No. Yeah, but it's and you. It's one of these movies where it invites you to be like, all right, what would I do if oh, I was yeah. in this situation? How would I deal with this? I'd be fucking anything. <laughs> yeah. Anything. That dog looks sexy. So, it, yeah, the, the, these are the weird rules. The these are the weird questions that we could get into a little bit. These aren't if you have questions. sex with anything, we'll follow that thing. Um, but uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I, lo- I take pride when I can throw you off. Like, yeah, it, you're, you're very people, growing up. Not many people could get you to really laugh and fuck up. So when I do it, I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't care that I'm not, broke. I made John laugh. You're, you're good. You're, no, you're good at it. <laughs> so the next day, uh, Jay and her sister, is it Lily? Am I being that dickhead right now, forgetting her name? Kelly. Kelly, fuck. No, Kelly's not her sister. Lily is her sister. Lily. They're, Kelly is Paul's sister. I thought, no, I thought Kelly was Jay's sister. No, because at one point... You hear about how their first kiss, and she was like, "Oh!" And then you went and kissed Kelly. Kelly's your he, sister. That's weird. No, oh, no. Wait, did she say my sister? Yeah. My bad, bros. Yep. And hoes. Yeah, Kelly. Kelly's her sister. Her na- her last name's Kelly Height, and uh, Jay. That's Jay Height. That's her name. So the two sisters are walking. Kelly is do- uh, smoking a cig, like Ronan used to do back in the day. You still smoke cigs, right? Wait. Who still smokes? You still smoke cigs? No, I don't. I get. I gave up smoking for Lent. Mm. For Lent. <laughs> you like that? But Kelly, Kelly's asking, uh, "How'd the date go?" And Jay's like, "Uh, you know, it went fine." Um, Hugh's kind of weird though. He might have seen an ex-girlfriend at. Kelly's the character. Okay. Getting confused. Well, the, I'm looking over here at the you know my awesome contribution. So Lily Sippy 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 Lily Seep Lily some whatever <laughs> Nice Lily whatever is her real name Lily Seppe uh, is playing Kelly Height yeah, the sister so you of our main character Jay Height Yeah So you weren't wrong with Lily but her, it wasn't her character's name Okay But the two sisters are walking through the neighborhood and uh Jay's like, yeah, the date went kind of fine. Hugh's kind of weird. I got a weird vibe from him, but yeah, I, I kind of, I still kind of dig him. She was thrown off a bit. Yeah, as we all should be, because Hugh's kind of weird. What? It, all right. So, this side note: why, why is it since we got two ladies in here? Why is it that you guys can like clearly see and then tell your friends he's a little fucked up? There's something going on there, but then you still go out with him again. Maybe to, like, give him the benefit of the doubt. Look in the mic when you talk. Sorry. <laughs> we, yell, we yell at John for it all the time. We should yell at you. I didn't, I didn't see John turned it uh, to me. Um, but, yeah, I think maybe it's just, like, giving him the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, 
he might have been acting a little weird, but maybe she's like, maybe he did see his ex-girlfriend and maybe that threw him off. Um, that kind of thing. So it's like, you know, yeah, we had one weird date, but maybe he is okay. Maybe something weird was going on. Let, let's give him a second chance. Um, now we get to the second scene and I'll let you guys take that away. But that's where if, if any guy took me to this location, I'd be like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> I thought it was a very romantic place to have sex for the first time. And where do they go? They went to Makeout Point by the lake. I don't know if that's really called that, but I feel like that's in a lot of TV shows. Yeah, yeah, it's like every movie is like, what's Makeout Point? And Jay's like, I will bang you right now because we're at Makeout Point. And they go to the car. They have some good old car sex. But, you know, as history could tell from that one chapter in the Bible, water turns on women. (laughs) <laughs> is that so, is that is that a thing? Yeah, that. Why do you think they take so many not showers? Because they get turned on every time they're in the shower. I I don't know if I believe your theory, but you don't need we'll, to believe it. we'll go with it for true. now. That's why women go so long without taking showers. It's gross. <laughs> I take a shower every. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. So Hugh Hugh and Jay do the thing. They bump uglies in the car, like good American teenagers or young adults, I guess. And uh, Jay kind of goes on this like soliloquy about like being able to get old, like a little older, to drive in cars with their friends. And meanwhile, Hugh is making weird noises in his trunk, like yeah, creepy like, noises. I wanted to <laughs> like bring there's that like up. hammers and shit going on, and like alarms going off in my head. I wanted if I'm, to bring that up. Well, yeah, yeah. Like I wanted to bring that up while we were watching it, but I was like, yeah, let's wait till the the podcast, you know. Like, but I think Jay Jay's probably in that like post sex glow thing where she's just like everything's perfect. This rules. Yeah, uh, I get that. But still, like, if you just had sex with a guy in the backseat of his car in the middle of nowhere, and he immediately goes to his trunk, you, what? Some bad. And you're business. still there. Bad business. That's but- that's that's just he. That's that's fucking murder written all over. Like. Oh my God! Get it ba- together, women. Bad news bears. But uh, so Hugh kind of cuddles up with her for a second as she's still talking, and then he kind of violently puts a rag over her face with like chloroform. She struggles, but she passes out. You know, it actually takes it actually takes a little while for someone to pass out from chloroform. It always happens so quick in movies, but it actually yeah, takes a couple of minutes. I think. Don't fucking worry. About that. <laughs> I think I I think they they did a good job of showing a little bit of a struggle. Yeah, here. not yeah, it went, not. You but it, know. It's for most people. It takes I think it's like upwards of like four to five minutes of oh, them shit. having to breathe it in. Yeah, might be just easier to knock them out, like they do in movies, yeah. where it takes one hit. Yeah. I know it probably doesn't work like that in real life. <laughs> Everyone in history gets knocked out with one. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we kind of flash to Jay waking up strapped to a um, wheelchair. Wheelchair. Yep. And Hugh is just like way behind her like looking out um it's like an old parking garage or something and he's like looking yeah, it's out an abandoned park it's like a, an abandoned place and he's like jay are you awake listen i have to tell you something fucking weird this thing it's gonna follow you it, it walks really slowly but if it catches you it's gonna murder you but just pass it on to somebody else and you'll be fine the bad thing about it is it can look like anybody. Sometimes it'll look like someone you love just to kind of fuck with you, to make you feel even worse. Right, yeah. And Jay is, she kind of, you know, she's coming out of like a drug haze. She's like, what the fuck is going on? 
and eventually Hugh is like, all right, here it is. Wheels her over. And the scene is kind of terrifying because at first she's like, oh, he's he's just going to throw me off this like rooftop or, you know, several yeah, stories. I like, I like the camera. Position. Yeah, the camera. It, yeah, it's you're right. strapped to the front of the wheelchair so that way all you see is first person her. It's yeah. not even first person because you're looking yeah. at her. So you're going backwards. You're like, shit, like, are we going to fall off like, yeah. an edge here? We don't know what's going to happen. And then you see a woman naked walking very slowly towards the building. And she's like, what the, f-? like, at, th- at this point, she she's like, is this like a weird prank? What the fuck is going on? She, uh, the woman eventually kind of ascends the stairs. And he was like, I'm proving this is real. He's flashing a light on her. He's like, look, this isn't like some weird bullshit joke. This is real. And he wheels her out. He kind of takes her away in his car. And then we kind of, we rejoin the other group of kids. Um, the sister. Yes, yeah, so you got, you got Paul, Lily, or Paul, Kelly, and. Paul, Kelly. Um, Yara. And Yara. They're playing like Old Maid, which of course every kid does. That's Old like. Old Maid? It's a, it's a card game. Is that what they're playing? Old yeah, Maid? that's what I thought it was. Holy shit, I haven't yeah. heard that game in. That's part, that's part of this weird, Jesus. that's part of this weird atmosphere of this movie. The kids are yeah, playing card games. Yeah, you don't know. I'm telling it's got to be late 80s. That's what I'm, I'm well, banging on late 80s. I, I think it's like a weird alternate universe where time just got fucked up, where kids are playing Old Maid, there's TVs on top of big TVs and tablet Dude, that's, that's when you know, like, it's old old school. Like, when mm-hmm. they put their TV on top of their old broken TV. Have you have <laughs> like, you ever had a TV on top of an old TV? When I go to my mom's, there's still yeah. the new flat screen on top of the old big-ass yeah. TV. Like, yeah, we had that in our house for a little bit. Yeah, like, that's how you know yeah. they grew up a long time ago. It's been a while. A long time ago. Um, <laughs> but they're, they're playing Old Maid, and Paul's, like, kind of bummed out because he's like, ooh, Jay's on that date with that, like, handsome guy. This is fucking lame. He doesn't say that, but that's like his body oh, that, language. That's that's going through his head the entire movie. He's like, yeah. Why isn't she with me? I will gladly get killed by the demon to fuck this girl. Also, I want to bring up a fun fact about that actor. His name is uh, I hope I'm saying his name right. Kier Gilchrist. Gilchrist. Gilchrist is probably cooler. This guy. So he's on a Netflix show. Um, fuck, I forget what it's called. Damn, I don't have him on my little cheat sheet. It's called Atypical. But also, his side job is he's in a heavy fucking band, like really? two heavy bands, like hardcore bands. Really? He's what are the a, names of the bands? Uh, let me see. They are called Phalanx, Phalanx, and there's another one that's not listed here. God. Whelm, Whelm, Whelm's the other one. Whelm? Yeah, Whelm, W-H-E-L-M. Never heard of them. I think they're, it's, they're listing it as a grindcore band on fucking- Oh, well, that's why. So, heavy as shit. Okay, brief. I don't like grindcore at all. Brief uh, beer spotlight. Ronan, what do you what do you got yourself uh, drinking over there, dog? Ugh, fucking shit. <laughs> well, it's not shit. It's a it's a good beer. It's just God. It's so heavy. Who's it brewed by? Is well, it? It's it's brewed by Sam. You Sam Adams brewed by God. Damn, it's a Sam Adams. <laughs> but they used to say Samuel Adams always a good decision. No, well, not in the commercial. Is not a good decision not for in this you. Case no. The same amount as what holiday white ale is that what it is? I'm not a huge fan of white ales either, or white whales or white whales. Whales, whales are fucking disgusting. They should all be distinct. 
They should be distinct or extinct. 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 They should distinguish themselves. Distinguishly extinct. Okay. <laughs> I, I did you know? Do you know about my phobia of whales? No. I do not know about your phobia of whales. Well, now you do. I have a, nowadays it's not so much a phobia as they just completely disgust me. Absolutely disgust. Disgust me. you, huh? Yes. Why? Why? Have you seen them? They look like big things. I don't know. Like big, watery bullshit things. Big, watery bullshit. <laughs> what? I don't like this logic. They, I don't, like, I've always had this terrifying fear of whales, and I was just like, they, they can accidentally eat you. It's not even their fault, but they just did it. And it's like, oh, God, they just, they, but now they just gross me out. They're just, like, it, it went from a fear to a, I'm repulsed repulsed and if you like the 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 what's the big one the big big one the humpback or the blue whale blue whale yeah like when they open their mouth it looks like grassy knoll in there and a grassy knoll yeah it looks like a grassy knoll in it look at look I, into it i did not know this about you i feel like i'm just it's, i feel like i'm talking to a stranger right god, now. god it's disgusting I'm intrigued. how did we get oh we were talking about beer okay uh the <laughs> beer the beer i'm drinking which i like a lot because I like uh, beer, is uh, Haze Charmer by Trogues. It is a 5.5% uh, dry hopped hazy pale ale. Kind of light, not too crazy. I think I've had this on the pod before. I can drink a bunch of these and not sound like too much like an asshole. Just like regular asshole amount. Which, you know, par for the course. That's good for me. Stop, stop. You, you stop that right now. I'm, I'm so, you stop I'm, putting yourself here, too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's my Canadian I'm sorry character. I know. I'm a little out of it today. I apologize. Oh, yeah. John's really on point with the notes. Yeah. I I put this together. Look at this. I did did want to bring up uh, another weird. Some more production shit. So the director. I forgot his name because I'm a dick. It is uh, David Robert Mitchell. Um, He's made a few movies. This is his. Uh, probably his most famous one. What else has he done? Do you so know? he did a movie called um, The Secret. Fuck, what's it called? The Myth of the American Sleepover, which was like an independent, like coming coming of age movie that came out in 2010. I feel like I've heard that title. Before. It's it's supposed to be like pretty good. I kind of want to check it out. I feel like I've heard that title. Uh, in 2018, he came out with a movie uh, called Under the Silver Lake with uh, everybody's favorite Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield. Okay. Um, I said that as a joke because no one liked those Spider-Man movies. But um, that movie didn't get... Is that the Amazing Spider-Man? Is that... Yeah, he was the Amazing I kind of liked those ones. They're fine. He's fine. Also, I'm not... I don't really like Spider-Man too much, so... <laughs> not a biased. Spider-Man guy. You're a Captain Boomerang guy, but not a Spider-Man guy. That's fine. I'm going to boomerang you in your fucking <laughs> face, is... I swear to God. <laughs> uh, Captain Boomerang is awesome. He's the best. He is awesome. Sure. Yeah. Well, See, look, you ain't got nothing to say about we'll it. We'll save that for the boomerang right. cast. Wait till I okay. get his Aussie ass over here. His to Aussie. Fuck you up. He'll get his Fosters and just keep on counting it. <laughs> Was that racist to say Fosters. that? Fosters. Yeah. Because <laughs> Australian. I just assume up. all they do is drink Fosters beer and throw boomerangs <laughs> at people and like hang out with kangaroos. Um, but uh, David Robert Mitchell, the director, he said as he was writing this movie, he wouldn't tell anyone about it because. If you explain the idea for the movie, it sounds kind of fucking stupid or just like a way too bit, crazy. Yeah. 
Like, nah, that's never going to work. So it also on paper, it sounds very lazy. Yeah. It sounds very lazy. You need a lot of things to make this movie work. Yeah. It's Um, like, like if someone presented that to you, it's like, you're just, it's like STDs have been around for a long time. This isn't a new thing. Like, cause it, it literally, it's you're, you're putting a face to STDs with this. Every time I sleep with someone, I, that's like the, yeah, that's like the most obvious metaphor, right? Like it's an STD thing or like it's AIDS or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, um, did he grow up in Delco? <laughs> he did not grow up in Delco, unfortunately. <laughs> but so I think he said it always. He always had dreams of being followed by something, and he said he never used any. There's no specific imagery in the movie, but just the idea of being followed in a dream. And as I thought, this movie is kind of dreamlike, like just the weird reality of this. It's I, like a, yeah, I could get that. Like you're kind of stuck in this dream. Or yeah, like it's it's stuck weird. in this, you know, alternate kind of. Upside down. Upside down world. There's also an artist, a photography artist that they like took a lot of inspiration from. His name is Gregory Crudson. Okay. And I, I know this is a fucking audio medium, so you can't see any pictures. Google them later. There are pictures uh, from Gregory Crudson that look very similar to the sh- a lot of the shots in these movies. Okay. Where it's like a lot of these pictures are set in neighborhoods or in like regular looking homes. But there's something off. There's something like slightly supernatural going on. I think there's one where there's a girl kind of sitting down at like looking in a mirror, like doing her makeup. And in the back, like towards uh, a door, there's a naked person, which is like okay, directly cool. like yeah. part of this movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, so I you, like every time you like you played it like so Ashley and I have this favorite, you know, paranormal activity game. Where it's like you look at you're paying intense, you know, fucking attention at it because it's like I'm waiting for something to move. I know yeah, something's gonna yeah. move. Like I know something's yeah. weirds going on. Like so, this movie's good at that too because like you're yes. always looking. Is there something over there? Yeah, like so is there something in the like, corner? You're, you're yeah. really playing the paranormal activity game with this. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not a big uh, I'm not a big art person. Like I don't know shit about art, but I I kind of want to pick up this guy. He has. A couple of books out, and I'm sure you you do know that your wife's an artist, right? She is, but I'm talking about like I don't go to the fucking Philly Art Museum. Like, oh, that's a 1972. Look at this piece. Yeah, like what how does, does this say to you? I have like weird art shit around the house or the apartment, but I'm not an art connoisseur. If that makes sense, you're not an artsy fartsy. I'm not an artsy fartsy. I think I don't know. I feel like I feel like if you gave it a shot, you'd probably get it and get into art. I feel like John could get into art. I'm tr- I'm trying to. Well, they, they I'm trying things. to get into podcasts. That's the that's the new bit, right? Yeah. All right, baby steps. Okay, baby so steps. We'll, we'll do the podcast, and then you can get into your art, and you know. I'll open up my art guy. exhibit next week. This week is podcast. Shit! Now you're getting ahead of it. There we you're go. You're gonna open your own art exhibit. That's a. I just want you to look at the fucking paintings first. Like, I want you to look at them very and just you like build rub a your foundation first. <laughs> giant, giant wiener at the art museum, eh? Yeah, they said it could be either like a bust of a woman or a dick, but it's like definitely. There's co- I two huge differences yeah. between women pre- and dick. Like I prefer dick. I prefer dick because it's funnier. Like it's definitely a dick. I, I get that. Like Wee wees are like funnier. Golden, so like it's like fancy. Right. So it's a bougie, a dick. fancy dick, a bougie dick, a, dick. Okay. a dick that you have to like go to high class restaurants with and shit. Yeah, only like no Applebee's like for this dick. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else appreciated it. 
No half out, half off apps with this dick. No, full price. Full price every apps. Time. Oh yeah, she got us this uh, on Groupon. She bought. She made us lords. Well, she's apparently she's a lady, but we actually own part of Ireland. Like a. Like a, oh, I, I have the castle there. We all have castles there. <laughs> well, McFadden I'm a castle. landlord now, bro. <laughs> Pay me taxes or get the fuck out. <laughs> My brother's wife loves hearing this, saying I own Ireland. She's going to murder me someday. It's oh, going to yeah, be great. that's yeah. right. She is, is she, from Dublin. Is she part of the IRA? Yeah. Yeah, she's going to fuck with your taxes. <laughs> that's the wrong IRA. Okay. So back to the movie. What happens? Uh, Hugh drops off Jay, and a weird like and a very I just raped you vibe. Yes, and that's the fucked up thing is, uh, the cops come and Jay's like, "No, it's consensual," but this weird fucking thing happened. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like how yeah. do you explain it to the police? Like, yeah, she you could clearly tell she was traumatized. Now, and, and that's you no, know, and she it's almost there's no way the cops weren't thinking she was absolutely in some way assaulted, but she's just trying to protect or she's too afraid to say. And, but that provides a pretty good explanation as to why Jay doesn't seek the help of like adult adults or the police, because people are going to think she's fucking crazy. Yeah. But kids, kids in movies, they never go to adults because they know that the adults are going to call them crazy. Yeah. So what's the and, and the, But I think that's a good, you need that scene in a movie to yeah. explain why they won't just, Go to the adults. Okay, yeah, I get what you're saying now. So I think that's a good... I think they did a good job of that in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And the the adults... Uh, Jay's mom is kind of absent. They kind of hint at her having, like, an alcohol problem. I wouldn't know anything about that uh, hosting a podcast called Nightmares and Cold Ones where I drink beers every time I record. That's Wait neither a here you're drinking? I w- <laughs> Just a little bit. Oh, my little bit. God, dude. I think there's a scene where they show... Jay's mom passed out <laughs> next to like a bo- bottle of wine. Like, really? I don't yeah, it's, it's very quick. But that's why you never like, there's no interactions with the mom really because she's just either working or she's drunk. And I'm, there, bless you. There was the one scene where she was in a kitchen with another woman talking, wasn't there? Or was that, who, who was that? Wasn't at one point there's this quick scene where there's two women in a, in a kitchen talking about, how he he bought uh, that that might have been her, but I think that was the mom and someone. But else. there's no like direct interaction with Jay. Yeah, and they, they the, don't really explain that or like. So I, I think this. The, or I just completely missed what the, the fuck was. The going not on. so subtext is I, I think Jay's dad left. Okay, right? so is that who they were talking about? Was the dad? The dad. The dad left. He, yeah, he had another. Family. And uh, Jay's mom kind of goes into a deep depression where she works all the time and she drinks all the time and she's not there for so. her daughters. Um, and that's uh, also that the dad thing comes back to play mm-hmm. later on in the movie. Which, okay, so that may, that gives it even more. Con- okay, so that yeah. definitely makes sense. Then yeah, because I remember they showed during that conversation they showed a picture of the family on the mm-hmm. wall, and they kind of zoomed in on the father, but it didn't look like their family, which is why I was thrown off by it. There's like that. There's some good visual hints that. Like I definitely did not catch that on first watch. I like uh, I thought a lot a lot of the things that it turns into, we get clues as to what they are yeah. in the movie. And I'm just the first time I'm watching, I'm like, oh, this is fucking creepy. Uh, the, just a weird person walking at you. But you watch it more and more, and you're like, okay, picking up on shit. Um, but yeah, the first time she saw it, 
went uh, in the parking garage, it was her mom, wasn't it? No, it's it's Hugh's mom. Hugh slash Jeff. Uh okay. And that's why sure? Yes, yes. Because that's why oh, okay. she that's why Jay looks at Jeff's mom strangely when she opens the door when she they track oh, her down. Oh, okay, so okay. They, yeah, so that's uh okay, okay. that's uh Hugh's mom. But um so Jay's kind of obviously going through a fucked up time where she's kind of trying to get over not a rape, but a we- what she thinks is a fucked up prank that she went through. But she's, you know, trying to get on with her life. She's at she's at a community college, I guess, like in class and Is it college or high school? I think it's college cuz she's uh 21. Okay. I think. I think it's a community college. Um, but she kind of notices a woman in a, an old woman in a gown walking towards her. And she's like, ah, this, that's fucking weird. Like, it's a weird dream. Weird. It's that something that could have been in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. movie. Like the first Nightmare movie. where that, that old lady is the craziest looking old lady. Did you see her eyes? Her it, eyes were just... And things of nightmares. Yeah, and that's a great thing about this. It's a very low budget movie. I think this movie costs like according to Wiki, so who knows if that's right. But I think it cost two million bucks and made around twenty two million dollars. So not it's a huge profit that's for a substantial. Yeah, for for such a small budget movie. But there's no fucking not a lot of bells and whistles to the movie. It's people I enjoy that very much. Yeah, it's though. people walking towards you looking fucking scary. <laughs> And it's, that's it's all you need. The some... rings in horror form. It's just <laughs> yeah. people walking. Just, just walking and then throw the ring in the fucking <laughs> Mount Doom. But I, you know, I love, um, I love the, I love Freddy Krueger. I love Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers. <laughs> and I love big budget shit, but sometimes you just need someone creepy walking towards the camera and awesome music and awesome direction. And you have a really, really fucking good movie. Well, and you I ever th- notice all the big time movies, like the greats, they're, they're not big budget movies. Big well, budget, a, big budgets usually ruin a movie because that's when they put all the fancy bells and whistles and shit into yeah, it. Yeah, you get like you lose touch of the story. It depends. Like I think the thing probably had a fair budget for an eighties movie. Well, yeah, but at that like, point, that was what was that late eighties? Really, was 82? that early in the eighties? Well, I I feel I, I have, after after Halloween, I have a feeling that's a shoot. Yeah, that was a shoestring. Got a huge budget on all of his fucking movies. You know what I mean? Like they're probably like it's after Halloween, we'll give this man anything he wants to make a movie. So yeah, you know, thing the thing definitely got. And, but all I feel like a lot of his movies from the eighties probably got a big budget. No, I'm saying after Halloween, because once they saw how what he did with that movie, once it became yeah, everybody probably gave him, you know, like he was hot as shit. So they're like, make a movie for us. We'll exactly. give you a bunch of money. Like, yeah, he, yeah. So, um, but yeah, for I think this movie shot what 2013, two million bucks is very cheap for that time. But like I was saying, that's like if you have good people doing the jobs doing the writing the filmmaking you don't need a ton of money but so jay is freaking out because the old woman is in the school walking towards her and and jay's like hi and like and 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 these two these two girls behind the whole old lady are like hi what's going on 
And Jay's obviously getting freaked out because they're like they're not reacting to the weird situation of an old lady in. An, I was like, did you notice when she w- came around the corner, she cut in between those two girls, and the one girl was like, "This bitch!" Like <laughs> she gave her the dirtiest look ever. Like who is this fucking girl to cut in between me and my friend here? Well, they don't see her. That's the thing. No, no I'm saying when, when. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, Jay cut between gotcha, the two gotcha. girls, I bet. and the girl was like, "Who is this bitch?" Like, yeah, and but and, and they do a really good job of that where it. They don't know, like, can it it can interact with the real world, but it's not like it does a good job of not pushing people out of the way to give itself away, unless it has to, unless it has to like defend itself. Well, or he something. Did, at the one point, he, I, I guess it was it will inter, it will interact with people if it's it like getting fucked be. with, yeah. yeah. But like, it probably just maneuvered itself between those two girls in the hallway to oh, yeah. to get through. But, but I mean you, at the one point I think it was you he he had when he was explaining it to her he said if you uh, don't ever go into a room that only has one exit he said he was like it may be slow but it's very smart. Yeah, it's not dumb. So, you know, yeah. it's even when it's it doesn't ha- you know, it's always one step ahead and it's always even though it doesn't look like it it probably has its surroundings, you know what I mean? Like it, like how you were saying it does whatever maneuvers it needs to be to make sure that nobody else it has intelligence yeah, it's not like know. a zombie like it's not like a romero zombie where no yeah it's not clumsy and stumbling into everything it's not it's, it it's a problem solver it'll break a window to get into a house it will make noise it'll like cause distractions and shit right right um it will get around people it'll push people out of the way if it has to it try. it seems to try not to do that i think th- and it is such a malevolent fucking thing where it gets, a, I think it gets a rise out of driving its victim crazy. Um, I'm going to go back to it again. Stephen King's it. Mm-hmm. Likes to feed on fear, right? Fear, yeah. I think Stephen King's it likes to freak people out before it goes in for the kill. It likes to savor it. This it is a little similar where it likes to make people seem like they're going fucking crazy, like um, gaslighting them until it, it finally murders them and usually murders them in a fucked up way, looking like a family member, like naked and shit, which is yeah, it's always naked. very Freudian. Always naked. Yeah. And I wonder if that has to go back to like it being, you know, in sex and stuff like that, that that's why it's naked and to really push that fear. To add to that, I think what I really like about it being malevolent, John, like what you were saying, is that because it is, you know, like, it, it mimics what an STD really is, right? An STD is is a virus. Viruses are smart. They know how to adapt and how to pr- procreate, for better words, because that's what's happening. It knows how to fuck. Yes, and that's the whole, I think that's part of the, part of the undertone that I really like of it is, like, this... It, you know, this creature really mimics what an STD pretty much does, which is it it gets in there, whatever it is. Gets all up in there. And it just kind of kind of does its thing, and it gets in your head, so like, and also like in like your penis or vagina. So like, you know, wherever, wherever it gets. Up in your business. Up in your business. And I think that's one of those undertones that I really like a lot in this movie too, is it kind of mimics what it's actually mimicking in real life. Yeah, yeah, you make a good point. Thank you. That was Ashley Lyle's debut on the podcast. 